A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Let's go back to this thing that we discussed last week. And we got this checked out by David Brown at BDM Boylan Solicitors to, to know, is the letter legal? To which he said, yes, it is. Now, there was a little caveat with that, which I'll remind you of in a second. But this is the letter that was seen by housekeeping staff in CUH recently, telling them that there's a problem with their holiday leave. We regret to inform you that the approval of annual holiday leave requests for the next few months would be very limited due to an embargo put in place on the 13th October 2023. As a result of this embargo, we're unable to hire any new staff to cover for existing leave. We kindly request that you only apply for leave if it's absolutely necessary, as we won't be able to cover all annual leave requests due to the shortage of staff. We appreciate your understanding during this difficult time and hope you'll continue to support the team throughout the coming months. Now, I particularly didn't like that last line, but look, it is what it is. Thank you for your understanding. Best regards, etc., etc. Now, David Brown said to me, unfortunately, that's not a letter anybody wants to see on the wall of their canteen or wherever they saw it, but it is legal. Management do have discretion when it comes to leave and the allocation of leave must um, take into account the needs of the, of the job. However, he did say that it would be infinitely preferable if that letter had a date on it by which, you know, an end date for this restriction. So if it said, look, we have to place restrictions on leave up to the 1st of September or the 1st of October or the 31st of July, whatever, but there's no date on it. That was the only concern that David had David Brown of BDM, Boylan Solicitors. Unfortunately, the letter is legal. Now, two unions have been commenting on it. One is the Independent Workers Union, which says it supports the housekeepers completely. The note is a slap in the face to all the staff who, through no fault of their own, are basically being asked to forego their annual leave 
Entitlements, that's a statement issued by IWU, which believes this failure to properly reward housekeeping staff and subsequently obstruct their lawful annual leave entitlements is part of a wider strategy of attacking the terms and conditions of workers and privatising the healthcare system. That's quite a lengthy statement issued by IWU. SIP2 then, uh, Sharon Cregan of SIP2 uh, joins me and you say, Sharon, this problem is kind of global within the health service. It's not just affecting the housekeeping staff. But have they come to you about it and asked you to do something about it? Good morning. Good morning, PJ. Well, um, PJ, can I just say that the minute that notice went up last week, last Tuesday evening, I was notified of it. I, um, I would have hundreds of members in the housekeeping department in the CUH, um, as, as I have in other departments also. Um, so therefore, if, you know, if something of that nature, which is quite unusual, uh, for it to be, I suppose, advertised on the notice board, if something of that nature is to happen, then I would be notified being okay. the constituent union official immediately. Okay. Has and someone has someone filed a grievance? Sorry? Has anyone filed a grievance about it? You see, it's only now the people are starting to go, we'd say, in terms of March. So it's for the March annual leave. So for January and February, um, annual leave was approved and management had given us some data on that. We're waiting for a meeting with senior management PJ over the next day or so. We're hoping to have that very early this week. Okay. Um, and so we, we'd be looking for the, as they call it, the empirical data as to how many were how many requests were approved in January, February and, Mar- and for March, how many were refused, what's the reason for the refusal, etc. But I suppose you said it there in your opening line, uh, PJ, in terms of the global issue, and we're talking now about, um, inter- or say, nationally, in terms of what's going on. Um, unfortunately... Uh, it, within the health services at the moment there is a recruitment embargo and that's been in place since the middle of October 2023 mm-hmm. which is quite a lengthy period of time um, and when you have an embargo you, you're not allowed, you cannot be sanctioned to approve recruitment within any grade um, there was already a shortage of staff within the health services prior to the embargo I, I, you know, I've said it to a number of people in the past covid has, you know, scared people away from applying for health services jobs, particularly in the grades such as support grades, housekeeping, catering, portering, security and so on, uh, which would always be very heavily populated, which would always, you know, attract people. And and therefore, there was already um, a a shortfall of staff or a shortfall of applicants for, Mm -hmm. for positions and now we have the embargo where not only had we a shortfall, we had positions uh, that were empty or vacated before the embargo okay. that can't be filled. We also have positions that have become vacated uh, for retirement, for resignation, be, and, can't and they filled. can't be filled. We, we, we understand that. That's the nature of an embargo, and that's unfortunate. But what, yes. what, is the, what is the position of the union with regard to this notice and its implications for staff? Quietly being told... Do you know what, now, that annual holiday you take with your family, you'll be letting the team down if you want to take it. That's the message I would take as a worker, particularly from the last line, Sharon. That's not yes. nice. No, absolutely not, PJ. And to be quite honest, you know, it's regrettable that the decision was made to put that on the board. Now, in fairness, I think from the union's point of view, we have said to the management of the department that under no circumstances will any of our members, or should any of our members, be refused annual leave. You are entitled to your annual leave. You're expected to take it in the year you accumulated it. And the onus is always on the employer to ensure 
to ensure that your annual leave is afforded to you in the year that it's accumulated. Mm. Now, PJ, we have an issue already with annual leave and the carryover of annual leave where some people would have leave carried over since the COVID period. Now, COVID is still amongst us, unfortunately, but the pandemic has been, you know, the the actual yeah, pandemic. Yeah, the pandemic is, is, be, is, is behind us. You're saying people have leave held over, yeah? Held over, yes. Yeah. So not only, you know, was it a problem for people to try to take that leave, which in some cases is quite substantial, but now there seems to be an issue in terms of people accessing their, you know, their legislative rights. This is sure. an employment right. So, so, so what is the union doing position. about that? And the union's position is that we will be doing everything we can to ensure that all of our members who avail of and seek to avail of annual leave, who seek to avail of a day off to attend their child's Holy Communion or family member's confirmation or a wedding or whatever it is, that they will be afforded their annual leave in line with the legislation. Mm -hmm. Because I think that... Because this this letter is almost guilt-tripping them, Sharon, for wanting to do that. And I, 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 I say that... You know, as as someone who's read it many times and read Mm -hmm. it carefully, the second paragraph is almost a guilt trip for wanting to do things like that. Well, I'll be honest, PJ, unfortunately, I have to agree with you. It's unfortunate that it was worded that way. And And also, you'll you'll know that we got an an employment law specialist on here last week, David Brown. And David said, look, it's, it's legal, but it's not a pleasant letter to find. And secondly, he agreed with me, and I'm just a gob on a stick, but he agreed with me there should be an end date on that letter. Yes. Well, PJ, to be quite honest with you, if, if we, you know, if you could reverse time, we, we would have been saying, please don't put that letter up because it's, it's actually not necessary to put that up. I understand that management may have believed, and I'm not speaking on behalf of management, I'm just trying to speculate on, on the, the rationale. They may have believed that they needed to, I suppose, put people on notice but the problem here, PJ, is the recruitment embargo. I mean, if you're short 20 staff, mm-hmm. and I mean 20 whole-time equivalents in a department, which there are within the housekeeping and many more, mm-hmm. you're talking about 20 times 39 hours a week. That's a problem I mean, that for management, Sharon. It shouldn't be a problem for the ordinary worker. That's no, a problem for not. management. It's a problem it, for management. It's a problem for the HSE overall. It's a problem for government. And when government are sitting there and officials at senior level at the HSE um, turning a blind eye to the issues and the challenges, which are very difficult, uh, that are emanating from the uh, moratorium, the recruitment embargo, yeah. maybe they need to come down on the ground and look at the staff so, so, that are suffering the effects. So will you be asking as a union, and I'm sure you have the power to do this, will you be asking as a union for that letter to be withdrawn? We have asked for that letter to be withdrawn. My understanding is, PJ, that it has been taken down from the notice boards, but people can't unsee that. And no. to be quite honest, the levels of upset and distress and, and disappointment and frustration, you know, they're, you, you can feel it. They're palpable amongst the members. And we, the union completely appreciates why that would be. And therefore, we're not happy that okay. that was issued. We're not happy that that was advertised. And we certainly won't be happy. So what might, be, what might be done about it then, Sharon? Well, we sought a meeting with senior management, PJ. We sought a meeting. We also would include the management of the housekeeping department, of course. 
we have notified our members that this is what it's this is clarification on it. There's a moratorium. We've notified our members last Thursday evening because I'm on the road balancing PJ, so I'm actually parked up on the side of the road here. So excuse the background noise. Not at all. It's so fine, we, actually. We've notified our members that we will be seeking. We have sought that meeting with senior management. We've, we've requested it already. Uh, we will be saying in no uncertain terms that we expect that every annual leave request that goes in will be sanctioned. They need to start thinking outside the box. Everybody is going to have to get creative here in terms of the embargo. You know, that's what we do. We have to, you know, be strategic in terms of trying to get staff in, whilst at the same time, you know, management will will need to honour the embargo, if I can say that. But there are other ways. Well, you see, here's the thing about that embargo. Um, That's that's a matter, as you agreed with me earlier on, that's a matter between management and and, and the HSE. And it's a global issue up and down through the, the health services. But here's the thing. This letter reads to me like the staff or the the notion behind this letter is let us use the staff as leverage in our pushback. That's just wrong. Well, it, it is wrong, PJ. As I've said, it's regrettable that that notice was posted. And I'm trying to be diplomatic here now, PJ. <laughs> it's very regrettable that that notice was posted. It's the last thing that our members needed. They're worked to the bone, worked to the bone. They're being pulled from pillar to post because of the shortages of staff. There's no staff being recruited. They can't, the management can't get the locums and students in that they usually do. They'd, you know, get several dozen in for the summer, which would free up positions, which would free up staff to have their annual leave when they're requesting it. Yeah. And there's a massive knock-on effect. And it's not just the housekeeping staff, PJ, understand? I appreciate That's that. Like I appreciate that very much, but this is the one we're talking right about. Right so across the board. W- will the, will the union ensure, so, Sharon, will the union ensure that if Tom or Mary or Susan or Paul has the week booked with their family to go to Santa Ponza and a long overdue and well-deserved trip that they won't be guilt-tripped for it and then they get Absolutely. their leave. Absolutely, PJ. If people have put in for leave, and what we were told by management, and if you would, if I may, I just want to explain this, is that the, the month of March is now fully booked for annual leave and all requests that were put in uh, within the quota, now everywhere has a quota, PJ. Ah, yeah, yeah, for leave, even in the best of times. that here, like, you know. You know <laughs> if you have the staff, you have a quota. Yeah. So not everyone can go off at the same time together. And that's of understandable. Not. But we've not. been, and, and we, we just, you know, we can only just at this stage take it in good faith. What we're being told by management is that the quota is full for March. Uh, April and May annual leave requests are being, are being received and they are being sanctioned, is what our understanding is. I was told by management, the following months will have to be discussed. And that's our concern because you're talking about the summer months, which, as you know, us Irish and any other nationality like to head off for the couple of weeks or whatever it is. As well as that, PJ, in terms of employment law around annual leave, you can take, you know, everyone has a statutory right to 20 days per annum. In the HSC, support staff have 23. And that's no, you know, no more than they deserve. They deserve more than that. However, in terms of annual leave, you are supposed to take two weeks together. You yeah. know, you, you shouldn't be taking a week, a week, a week, a week, a week. You should be given the opportunity to take a fortnight or two working weeks annual leave together because it's there. It's not there to cover, you know, staff that aren't around. It's there for your relaxation, Correct. your reconciliation and your, your, your time with your family and your own private time. And it's there for people to step back and, I suppose, you know, to, to chill and to then come back refreshed from it. So breaking up people's annual leave 
uh, in the way that maybe, you know, on the cards here is not an option. And as far as SIP2 are concerned, we will do what we have always done uh, on behalf of our members. We will fight to ensure that they receive what heretofore they always received and that they receive their annual leave entitlement okay. as per their terms and conditions of employment. Okay. All right. Sharon, I'll leave it there and thank you very much. Sharon Cregan of SIP2, who represents uh, those workers and indeed represents many, many other workers uh, within the health service. Appreciate that, Sharon. So we're told by Sharon that the letter has been taken down. She has told me just there in the last few minutes that the union would prefer if its terms indeed were withdrawn entirely, formally withdrawn. 0818-96-96-96. But the, now the, the other union, I don't have anybody with me from the Independent Workers Union, they say it's a slap in the face to all housekeeping staff who through no fault of their own are basically being asked to forego their annual leave entitlements. SIP2 who have been on with me say anybody who wants their leave will get it if it's anything to do with them. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Someone who would prefer to remain nameless, listening to that sip to rep, Sharon, uh, she sounds more management than a union who fights for their members. Since when did SIP2 work for the HSE? You asked her what she was going to do, yet she danced around the question. She's not actually doing anything. This is a union official. Disgraceful. I listened to those poor staff on Friday. It's heartbreaking what's happening to them. We'll, we'll podcast what Sharon said. She, she said that they're not happy with the notice, that they would like it withdrawn, and that everyone should get their leave at the time they want to get it. As I said, we'll let you hear that later on in podcast. Michael, you are a SIP2 member. Is it in housekeeping that you work? Good morning. Good morning, PG. How are you? Very good. Do you work in housekeeping? I do indeed, yeah. Okay. And is the letter still, or the note, is it still up? I suppose, can I just cut across you there and just say, going back to the start of the embargo, which which is grand, I look, it does happen, and, and I suppose... 
you know, we have to we have to go with it. But I suppose from a union point of view, we are staff inside the H the HSE that and we are paying the union to notify us about things like this. This didn't appear on Sharon Cregan's on Sharon Cregan's desk the, the same day we heard about it. You know. Mm. Yeah, she it said didn't. to me. She said to me that she she are you there? it was yes. Yeah. She said yeah. to me that she yeah. hadn't known it was going up on the wall. Well, and that also it shouldn't have been I put mean, on the wall. <laughs> I mean, that's fair enough if she wants to say that. But like, she's after coming out with a couple of statements there now this morning, which I don't like. And to be honest with you, they're barefaced lies. Well, let's they, be careful of accusing. Said, let's be careful of accusing anyone of telling lies, Michael. You do, you disagree with her? No, well, with, I, with what do you disagree? Well, you can put it any way you like. But what she said, what she said a couple of days ago on the radio was, "Our hands are now tied. Our hands are now tied." There were hard words. There were hard words. I didn't words, hear but that, my, but let, let's refer to what she well, said to I, me this, this morning. This is this is this, this is from a radio show there a couple of okay. days ago. Okay, our hands were tied. So I suppose the first thing is I do, and I, I I'm picking up on her points, and I do agree, agree with certain things she is saying, right? So I suppose when the embargo came in, that's fair enough, that happens, right? But, but like, during the embargo, what staff were there, were the staff that were there. Now, unfortunately, for whatever reason, staff come and go and they leave and they go on to, they go on to other jobs or whatever. So Indeed. it's the same situation with less staff. Yeah. You're expected to go in there and do the same job you're doing with however long you're there. But you're you're under you're under severe pressure, severe pressure. Now, yeah. to be fair to them, to the union, to be fair to them, not everything not everything is 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 the stop is the stop with them. Like, what about the government? What about what about, what about the government? That I mean, this is a very very serious issue. And you know what? Like, it's been on the radio for so many days. It's a national embarrassment. Mm. It's a national embarrassment. We're paying we're paying the union to get this information. I don't believe. I don't believe, may, may, I might be totally wrong, and I, I can only speak for myself, that they only heard about this the last minute as well. Now, for the annual leave coming up in, in March or whatever, now, to be fair, everybody's inside there, and if you want to get your holidays in, you get them in as early as possible. Yeah. If everybody's, if, if everybody's after the same month, how can it be possible? Indeed, and she said March is booked out, but subsequent months are still open for... Ma yeah, March March is booked out. So what they say, but like, what about uh, women, women and, and and fathers and mothers inside in that hospital, and their their child is being confirmed inside there? Now, what she did say on the phone the other day was, "Well, if I heard that, I'd certainly be ringing down to management, saying, well, that has that that person has to be off of this and has to be off of that because of convenience.' That's mm. not the letter we got." The letter I got stated. The, lat the letter I got stated was the annual leave is now taken up for March. So, in other words, don't bother asking because it's taken. Mm -hmm. Now, I do not. I do not believe. I do not believe for one second. Again, I'm only speaking for myself. That we want, that everybody got the same information at the same time. Mm. Is it fair to suggest, Michael? And tell me if it's not. But is it is it fair to suggest that if someone has a communion or a confirmation coming up, that they have several months' notice on what the date will be? Well, I mean, at the start of the year, 
I mean, at the start of the year, and I know a lot of people inside there, in, in the start of January, in the Christmas start of January, they were putting it in. Yeah. And they were, they were saying, before, no, before, before, all, before, before all the started, um, you know, to say that my child has been confirmed, I want that weekend off. Yeah. Right, so, like, I mean... By the way, I believe my, you should get time off for something like that. Absolutely, you should. We should, but we're told we can't. Yeah. But then they're turning around and telling us their hands are tight. So the people, they got, the, got in for a new leaf and fair play to them, got mm. their time off. Mm. But there's other people outside there. And what are they, what are they supposed to tell their children? But you, you, you'd accept, wouldn't you, Michael, that you can't empty an entire department either. You can't. But at the end of the day, like going back to the, going back to the 13th of October last year for the embargo. Yes. I mean, like we're going into March. Like surely be to God. Like if people leave, well, then you have to fill the void no matter what's in place. Yeah. Because the work cannot be done. At, at the, the, if there's people that are leaving. Yeah. The embargo is a, is a problem across the system. Everyone from consultants down to clerical workers are not being replaced, yeah. There is, yeah. And they're on about, um, you know, health, like it's a right across the board. Healthcare assistants, porters, this and that. I mean, you're talking about the HSE. Like this is, should be the number one. This should be number one thing across anything. Yeah. That should be filled. Like there's like there's so many different variants of flu and COVID and this and that. There's something new every day. So what is I, it you think, Michael, what should a union be doing for you at this point in time? Well, the union, it's too late now because the union should have turned around to us on day one and said, look, it might have still left a sour taste in people's mouths, but they should have turned around and said, look, lads, unfortunately, because of the embargo, which I understand, yeah. Because the embargo, this is right across the line. Yeah. Because the embargo is in place that we we can't we can't hire anybody else. Okay. Let me but bring in, stay there, Michael. Let me let me bring in to Janice. Uh, Janice, I'm told that you actually left SIP2 and joined the Independent Workers Union over yeah. issues to do with this. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? What do you want to say to me? Um, yeah, I did. I was with SIP2. I'm working in the CUH since 2006, where I was a member of SIP2. Uh, but when they failed to help us get the job evaluation, I withdrew my membership from SIP2. Oh, yes, this is the bending. Yeah. 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 And now I'm with the, the Independent Workers Union. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I just think that... Um, like when Sharon was on there saying that um, that the, the, the notices after being taken down. Now, it's typical that it's only after being taken down when we're after highlighting the problem. And it's a pity that we have to fight for our holidays. Mm-hmm. Will um, you get them now, so, though? Oh, we can get them now. She has, yeah, she has said that she will. Uh, well, oh, I, know, yeah. I know she doesn't represent you anymore, anymore but... Yeah. Yeah. Like I hope, I hope the two represents their members and helps them get their their holidays this time. Um, but it's just that when it had to be highlighted again for them to step up, yeah. And question management, you know. Yeah, I think what happened was people shared the the letter or the note, and that's how yeah. it got into the media. That's how a lot of these things get into the media, Janice. Somebody shares a memo or a note. Stay there a second for me, Gillian O'Shea. Gillian, good morning. Good morning. Hi. You you were a housekeeper, yeah. Yes, yes, okay. I am. Okay, okay. Well, how did you feel when you saw that note going up? 
It was just a bit frustrating once again. Like I finished at eight o'clock that night and just to see it at that hour of the night. I didn't hear nothing beforehand. And like, I just feel like housekeeping are always getting hit with these. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, like, I know people there in court and I rang one or two going out the road and I was like, did he get any note or anything? They were like, no, no, it's first we're hearing about it. Like, yeah. which they have enough staff and we're just being told. And I did ask in the office of us about and they said, oh, you'll have to take it up with whoever is after fighting into it. Have, you, know? have you leave coming up? Are you going to have trouble? Oh, I have. I, look, I did get my leave approved, but like, like that, I have a medical problem for this week, which happened two weeks ago, and I needed a certain day off this week. And I was told, no, couldn't have it because there is no cover. Forget about it. For a, medic- for a medical issue? For a medical issue, yes. Which is out of my control. I can't do nothing about it. No, I finally got it last Friday, but the, for two, the last two weeks of fighting I had to do to get it. Mm. You know what I mean? And I couldn't cancel it because it was medical. And, and what do you think unions should be doing to make that easier for you, that you don't have to fight for that particular day? Like, I, like it's just... Like, I fought my own, but I didn't bring any union member in, and I just kind of said, literally... I did literally turn around and say, look, I won't be here, either way. Yeah. You give it to me annual leave, I'll be out sick. It's simple as. That, that's kind of always one of the best first options. Listen, I'm either I'm either going to be taking an annual leave day or I'm going to be calling in sick. Either way, simple I'm not as. going to be I'm here. I'm giving you notice. Yeah. I'm giving you notice, trying to cover it. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I could have said nothing I ran in sick. I could have said nothing. Do you know? Like, it, it, it's just getting... It's just always housekeeping. Like, it's just the government has to step in here now and help us. It's the government needs to step up a bit. And what they do they, and what do they and you bring them. Michael back in on that? And what is it, Michael, for example, and Janice and Gillian, if, 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 as you say, the government needs to step in here, we'll say Stephen Donnelly, what is yes. it that, each of the three of you briefly, what is it that Minister Donnelly would need to do? I'll start with you, Gillian, since you brought it up. He needs to come in and meet with us. He needs to meet up and see what conditions we're working in. Once and for all. Like, from the ward I'm working on, I know which I won't say which ward, we had an uh, influenza breakout. I could change five to six yellow bags a day. Eight max, okay? They're the um, hazard bags. Yellow bags and hazard bags, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the hazard bags. And I changed 38 hazard bags on that day alone because of the influenza that's going on. And literally, like, we're being told then we're not going to abandon to changing all these bags because we're not in we're not in the proper bend and we're not even though the other people that take the bags away got the extra yeah, bending for taking the bags that's away. The bending, which is a little bit and complicated, changed, but it involves it, it affects yeah, your pain. Yeah. It's just they're not recognising us for our work and then we're talking that's my point. I was exhausted going home that day and then we're not being recognised for the work we're doing. Understood. Understood. Yeah. Um Janice, what do you think should happen here? <laughs> I mean it, we should we we know that he won't, but what should he do? Come in and do I what? Th- I think if he wants to run a safe health system, he needs to come to the hospital unexpectedly, walk from the front door to the back door, see how overworked the staff are, see the conditions that they're working in, see what the patients are being treated in. Um, I think HICWA should be in there unannounced. Um, I think that there should be no um, notice of them coming in. Um, it's it's dangerous for the workers in there. It's dangerous for the staff. Uh, people are overworked. People are tired of it. Um, there's only so much the girls and the lads outside can do. Yeah. Um, I'm actually out on mat leave at the moment. Um, I'm working in the same department for the last nearly 14 years. And since I'm out on mat leave, there hasn't been a full week where there's full cover there. 
That's, um, that's, that's probably there for two days a week. That's just um, wrong. So you're, you're both calling on you're both both you and and Gillian calling on the minister to intervene. Michael, I think you'd you'd echo that. I think I think to be honest with you, I, I'd like to see what's actually going on. Bring the minister down for a day and, and put him on and put him on one of the wards. He wouldn't he wouldn't last too he wouldn't last too long. And maybe then they might think actually, you know what, this isn't working. Like mm. they're spending. So much, and I, I don't know what the figure is, X amount of money, bring in helipads and this and that and everything else. But sure, if you do not have the staff inside there, how can you do the job? Fair point. I but, mean, it's but, common but, sense. What use is a helipad, says you, on the roof or wherever they want to put it, if you haven't got the staff inside to run the place? Michael and Janice and Gillian, thank you all, uh, all three workers there, calling on the Minister for Health to intervene. Sure, we kind of know that he won't, calling her for him to make an unannounced visit, sure, which we know that he won't. Uh, and remember, we've had this discussion before. Anytime a minister visits a hospital, and Chris Luke has been here with me and he's said this, how disgusted he's always gotten when a minister comes to the hospital because there's a pantomime put on for the minister to make everything look absolutely wonderful. That is one thing that needs to stop. Thank you all. Quartz 96 FM.